Oh my god. I hate to say it. That's a hell of a shot. <laughs> who was that? I don't even this. know who that was. My goodness. All right. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's let's try to get through this. This hurts. To another episode of That's a Rap, a Raptors podcast by fans for fans. Unfortunately, that was an extra long welcome because the team now has three L's to their record. I'm Andreas Babiolakis, and with me, I've got the CJ and the PJ. What's up? Hey, what up, guys? It's Jay here. I guess I'm the CJ. Uh, you can tell in my voice that I'm just ecstatic over this buzzer beating loss. Uh, who else we got on the line? You know that feeling when you have when you get to the weekend and then three hours later it's Monday. That's what it feels like right now. It's or just... like you get called in over time or something, or like you're on yeah, call on the weekend. Yeah. See, we're all just so heartbroken, but we're also really happy for doing. I don't know. I'm sure you guys have already seen what happened. Dwayne Casey calls up a play, out coach our coach, and beats us in the buzzer. So I don't know how this pod's gonna go, guys. <laughs> Basically, this is like a reaction to the final episode of The Bachelor. But, yep, we've had um, two losses in a row, unfortunately, against the Pelicans, which was just an off night for the Raptors, and the Detroit Pistons, which was a pretty strong game throughout. Even though we had a substantial lead, just ended up being down to the wire. So in our three losses, we've had a whole universe of how it happens. Like with the Bucks, it was just sloppy, bad decision-making. Um, with the Pelicans, it was just an off night. And again, this one was just one of those times where we got outcoached. What can we learn from these three losses? Because they're all so drastically different. I know. And the other thing, too, is like it's two straight home games that we lost. Like, mm. I'm, I, don't like I don't like making excuses. However, um, you know, there's something that's happened over these three losses. Is there has been someone of significance who, is, who has been missed. Uh, tonight... Ibaka wasn't playing. Uh, Green uh, got injured during the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are two guys who are normally closing for us on a, I guess, smaller scale. Um, CJ Miles is out with an adductor strain. Uh, Powell, as we know, was hurt uh, last week. So, I mean, a lot of, of key guys in our top 10 are playing. I mean, even, it, we're not playing. And, I mean, it, it even got to the point where Greg Monroe had some significant playing time in the first half. He did really well at that time. It's just, wow, that second half was um, something to behold. Yeah, even uh, Malachi Richardson had some had some run too. So, yeah, it, it feels you, you can kind of tell that key players are being missed right now. There's a lot of uh, minutes thrown at Lowry and Leonard, and maybe it was fatigue. We we don't know. We haven't really had a chance to watch this team in crunch time and. Um, if you guys watched the game, you know that we were up by 19 by, I think, like, by halftime or the middle of the third quarter or something. It was and the so, third quarter, yeah. Yeah, and then just dwindled and dwindled. And we all thought this was going to – we all knew a certain loss like this was going to happen eventually. It's a bittersweet moment for Raptors fans, I guess, because, you know, 
DC, he gets that he gets this win, and you can see how ecstatic he is. You see the replays; he's jumping for joy. It's really nice to see. It also really hurts to see. It's just such so many mixed feelings. I just I'm wondering how this team's going to bounce back, and this team meaning the Raptors, because we got a really big game coming up on Friday against the Boston Celtics. The way the Raptors played up until the middle of the third quarter is exactly what I expected. That bounce back from the Pelicans game where you kind of assert your control and show the league, show your opponent and show the league and show your former coach what you're made of. And everything was going according to plan. And when Danny Green went down with that injury and he didn't come back, you kind of think maybe they didn't bring him back because the Raptors were already up by a comfortable league. Maybe they didn't need to force him back. But uh, we all saw how that played out. And Detroit played their hearts out. You know, they, they obviously, you can tell by the reaction by not just Dwayne Casey, but the entire team. They were ecstatic for him. This was uh, similar to like a, a playoff win for, for that team um, as, as far as November games go. So, you know, kudos to Casey on, on, on coaching a great game. Kudos to his team for, for really stepping up for, for him. The sting. The stings because with 10 seconds left and Kawhi, the ball in Kawhi's hands, you, you think that, especially with how the earlier play in that last minute went with Kawhi scoring the tying bucket, you, you figure this is exactly who's, who, who you want to have, have the ball in your hands. Yeah, it's just unfortunate because Kawhi is obviously a magnet to two things high praise and scrutiny and this is the kind of thing where we all watch act in a fool lebron has done this kind of thing jordan's probably done this kind of thing kobe's done this kind of thing it's a simple mistake but this is the kind of thing that the saltiest people out there who are itching to you know slam Kawhi at any instance is going to come out and say yeah, see, I told you this guy's a bum or this guy's a bust or whatever. And it's just one of those things where it's not really his fault. This stuff happens and it hurts because, you know, this is a guy that we're feeling very comfortable with on our team. And you're seeing a new level of confidence that I'm not used to seeing on the Raptors, like before games, during games and all sorts of stuff. And I don't think this is going to throw off the Raptors in any way, but, you know, I just don't like when Salty bandwagon fans are just gonna you know leap on this kind of stuff and use that as like a focal point for the rest of the season you know what i mean i mean he did get 26 points and nine rebounds like he played a really good game uh that play you were talking about when he dribbled off his foot with like two seconds left he was going up for his shot Kawhi is, is really good at getting his balance i just feel like that is the rust coming out right? he You can see how visibly upset he was. He knew what he wanted to do. He knew the time and, and he knew that the play was for him. And when he dribbled that ball off his foot, you could tell, like, usually whatever play it is, uh, Kawhi is very stoic with his face. It doesn't matter if he gets a um, bad call or if he gets a turnover or, or whatever the matter. If he gets a dunk, he's, you know, he, he doesn't care. He, he just runs back to the other side and plays defense. But after this one, this one, you could tell that 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 this is going to stick with him for a while. And and you're right. It's all about how this team is going to bounce back. And it's only been, what, only two games in a row that, that we lost? It's not going to phase us. That's like our Raptors team is a really good team. We're 12-3. We're, we're still best in the league. That's how we're going to bounce back. And I think that we're going to bounce back pretty well, um, especially with such a huge game coming up too. Yeah, and I think the the part that I that that concerns me is that um, 
it's almost like I feel like I'm making excuses for the Raptors whenever they lose. And the excuse always seems to be something around so-and-so was missing. Now, before the season started, that's one of the, the aspects that we actually all agreed upon was our strength, was how deep our roster was. So we could afford to have Kawhi sit out a back-to-back. We could afford to have you know, DeLon slowly make his way back from his injury or Fred Van Vliet. Like we always talked about how deep this roster is, but now we've got back-to-back losses where, yeah, some guys were missing. And I don't know if this is a sign that our roster is not deep enough, or is it that our roster is so, um, our, our top 10 guys are so well, they run so well together that we need all 10 of them there to be a well-oiled machine. I don't know if I'm overreacting, but I don't know if you guys agree or not. But do you kind of feel that that we kind of need every single person to be healthy, like anyone, everyone in our top nine, top ten? A little bit, because um, a lot of these players you're talking about are well-rounded, but a lot of them are also core key pieces for a very specific reason. You're looking at CJ Miles, who we got to shoot threes. We, you know, for the clutch moment for to expand the team on offense, you know, you're looking at, I guess, somebody like Monroe, who we picked up this year. Well, I don't know if he's in part of the top 10 you're, you're thinking of, but, you know, we got him for the down and dirty plays to bang his way up to the to the to the board, whether it's a rebound or to score. We have a lot of very specific role players. We have a, a handful that are well-rounded like Siakam. Ben Fleet, uh, obviously Kawhi, Lowry. But we have a couple that have very specific roles. And because of that, it's a bit hard because we're aiming for like a death lineup, like what Golden State has. I think every team's trying to do that. No other team is Golden State. And because of that, it's games like this where we find out, oh, this is where the imbalance is. And then we have to figure out a way to go about it, you know. So I'm glad you brought up the whole Golden State lineup because we actually got a glimpse of our version of the death lineup uh, in at near the end of the Pelicans game. And the Pelicans had, were starting to grow their lead. I think it was about double digits. Um, Nick Nurse busted out the Lowry, Danny Green, Kawhi, OG, Siakam lineup, which I feel like is our our version of the uh, the death lineup. I think Zach Lowe even called it the extinction lineup. Um, so I didn't know that it's a great one Um, but I mean that is everyone on that five can switch everyone can hit an outside shot everyone can play solid D and Nurse busted it out at the end of that game and by then it was a a little too little too late Um, as we all know Holiday and Moore just couldn't miss and Davis would hit the occasional alley-oop so the lineup didn't work in that instance, but again, the Pelicans are playing out of their minds. But if we get to see that lineup uh, a little bit more, if, if it's one of those that he Nurse is kind of keeping in his back pocket, I, I'd love to see that, especially with, you know, Jay's alluded to it a couple times already. Uh, we got a huge one on Friday. So, uh, I mean, I'd love to see that lineup get busted out because Boston is starting to, no, actually, no, I'm not going to say they're starting to pick it up. I mean, they did win today by a lot, but they're only at eight and six right now. So if you think uh, we've got problems, they're, they're, they've got problems. <laughs> yeah. That, well, they were facing the bulls. So let's be honest. Like that's true. The bulls aren't exactly lighting the world on fire. The four of 11 De- Detroit's obviously a more um, well-rounded team. 
Okay, you know who then who I will poke fun at then? I'll poke fun at the Philadelphia 76ers. Tonight they played their what? first game. Tonight they played their first game with their newest acquisition, Jimmy Butler. And tie game, final seconds. Former Raptor Terrence Ross hits a tie-breaking three-pointer with eight seconds left to give the Magic the win over the Sixers. Baby, that looked nice, too. And he did a little crossover against Joel Embiid. You know Joel Embiid is talking crap to him, too. And then you see the replay, Terrence Ross... Hits that game-winning three-pointer, and he's just chirping away, chirping away. And that that must feel good. That must feel no. really good against no, hang uh, on. Going You're talking about, like, talking trash and chirping. Why don't we just get this out of the way? Let's do this right now. Well, Let's do this. Jay is it time? Ray. We're going to go is Jay it time? You made it time. You made this personal, buddy. Oh, boy. I think it's time. I think you did this on purpose because you know I like Philly and you know I like the Timberwolves. And you're just trying to bring out some some old wounds that are still fresh. Nah, nah. You're you're trying to you're trying to take a rise out of me. Well, go on. What what are your points? Why did you bring up this game? What do you want to say? Right, the reason the reason I bring this up is because so on Saturday we all know that the Sixers pulled out the blockbuster deal of the season, I guess you could say, and acquired Jimmy Butler uh, for. Uh, Robert Covington and Dario Saric. My thoughts on this: This does not move the needle for the Sixers. I don't think that they drastically improved. I don't think I don't agree with the fact that you know Vegas has their championship odds a little bit better now. I think that sacrificing two starters, both who happen to be the only shooters in their starting lineup, for Butler was too much to give up, and they it basically signals the end of the process, and this is it. Like all their leverage is gone now, so that's 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 where I'm going to start off with. This did not move the needle for the Sixers. I think the needle's going in a different direction now. I think the process is still a process, but that's part of the process. What's the process? It's not these five dudes. Of course, giving up two starters is very daunting, but you've got Jimmy Butler. This guy plays with heart. This whole toxicity was because he was playing with his heart and he was getting tired of what Tibbs was doing to the Timberwolves. So now you've got this guy starting. And look, I mean, this game isn't the best example because, you know, they're 9-7. and seven. They lost to a team that's 7-8. and eight. They're not the worst. They're on the Magic. But you're looking at Jimmy Butler. What did he bring to this game right now? 33 minutes, he brought 14 points. Okay, okay, four rebounds. Okay, but you know what? He he proved that he plays a great companion piece to the two core members, Sim and Embiid. And with that, I think you're going to see a lot of growth. One game, you can't tell by one game. The, no, you can't. I agree. Yeah, because yeah. as you said, they got rid of two starters. What do you got to do? You got to trust the process. It's a process. Rome wasn't built in a day. I think we've got a lot of ground to pick up on. So Philly is uh, already known as one of the worst shooting teams in the league. Uh, they are, hmm, where are they here? I'm trying to find some some helpful stats here and I'm not finding anything. Okay, so their offensive rating is pretty shitty. They're bottom 10 in the league. And their their field goal percentage is middle of the pack. They're it's shooting all because in of general. Sevens, let's be honest. <laughs> he really brings them down. So, <laughs> I mean, this 
this is not going to end well, I think. Just because, you know, when when ben, we you and I both agree, Ben Simmons is not a good shooter, but he needs the ball in his hands. So what does he need? He needs to dish it out to some shooters. And now he's lost two of his better shooters on the starting lineup. And the spacing is just going to be shit. So, like, now you're going to see, let's say, they double on Butler because who else is going to shoot? You're going to expect Embiid to just try it out to the three and just keep raining from out there? I don't think so. You're going to bring up J.J. Redick into the starting lineup? Now what's happened with your bench? So, I don't know. I have, I have a lot of hesitation on this, and, and including the fact that Butler and... Adding in Butler, who needs the ball in his hands, is another negative. Because neither Covington or Saric needed it. They just kind of waited. They played their part. And Covington, by the way, is uh, all-defensive player already. So you gave up one to get another. And I get, I get that Butler is probably a little bit better than him defensively, but not that much better. If this wasn't like trading DeRozan for Kawhi defensively. This is, you know, trading a... Uh, a I think he was either first. I, I don't think he was first team all, all defense. I think he was second. You're basically trading a second team all defense for a first team all defense. For Butler, who again, who will want the ball in his hands when it really should just be in Simmons' hands since Simmons can't shoot. So again, I, I don't like how their chemistry, I, I don't see the chemistry working for this. Well, in order for the chemistry to work, you got to figure out the way that it will work. And you're bringing up points that. These are ways that it won't work, but that's why you've got to change your game. And I feel like people like Butler and Bede and Simmons are going to be very aware of this, and they will make these changes to their game. The, a lot of teams right now are shooting from far. That's what the influence of the NBA currently is, how, how much further back you can shoot. You know, you see that with, obviously, the Bucks right now are hot with that. Golden State Warriors, the former Cavaliers, all sorts. But what they can do is maybe bring themselves to being what we saw today in the Detroit game a team that's great at bringing up to the to the paint banging shots in keeping scores low relative relatively you know because like yeah there was a pretty high score between both teams today but it, it wasn't like a blow like like the 130s or the 120s like you see in, in a lot of average games for like the Thunder 128 uh, today the Heat 120 they got to bring it down, uh, figure it out, how, how to do this defensively, work small. And I think if they do that, this can work out a lot better. If they, if they work more strategically rather than, you know, embrace the fact if they're not going to be a good scoring, like shooting team, there's other ways to score. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, it's just, I, I just can't steer my attention away from some of the, the aspects that have helped them get to where they're at. Uh, one that does help your case, actually, is that, you know they're number one. They're number one in free throws made and attempted. So that shows that they are being, uh, they are the aggressive type, and they should just continue making that work. But on the flip side, they are number three in the league uh, in three point attempts. So they like to bomb away, and <laughs> I just don't see that happening as much anymore. Not when you've lost two of your three point shooters out there. So I got to go with Andreas with this one because I actually. One? Are you kidding? Two I, no, game see, see this, is, this is the reason why. is because this is the end of the process. This is the process. This is the end goal, to get a star player. They flamed out in free agency last year, and I don't think that they can get anybody next year either. So they're going to put all their chips now. And to have arguably three 
um, major all-stars to play in one team. Yeah, Jay, you're right. They don't really have anybody else. But, I mean, these guys are used to, especially Jimmy Butler, is used to playing up to 40 minutes a game anyways with Thibodeau. So these three, you have so, so many weapons. you got basically one of the best centers in the league in Joel Embiid. you got got uh, Magic Johnson-esque uh, point guard in Ben Simmons. And then Jimmy Butler can, is, is basically a great 3 and D guy. And I think it moves the needle a bit, not very much, but it's just a bit to go up to probably the top three or top four in the Eastern Conference. And that's why I got to go with Dre on this one. I, I think this is the process. There's no more trust the process. This is the end goal. Speaking of end goal, first off, we technically all win. Um, the Grizzlies just beat the Bucks. We're still first in the East. Booyah. <laughs> secondly, <laughs> secondly, we all win because... Uh, we're not the following people that we're going to shoot the shit about. Let's spill some tea. Oh, nice. Let's spill some tea, boys. Damn, if what? we don't hit like a million followers after that, that's that's dope. That's awesome. <laughs> That's all I like that. That's awesome. And like all right. I now have I now have an urge to pee actually. So <laughs> I hope you guys are That's aren't... the part we're not gonna edit out. <laughs> that was the no, goal this, actually. This is great this is a great uh our spill of the tea segment. I mean we already talked about Butler going to Philly, uh and congrats again, uh Dre on winning I uh, guess you're second in a row now. I'm Jay not the Raptors, Dre. I'm the opposite. I won twice <laughs> in a row. But, All right, uh, but let's let's. Uh, we've got some things. We've got some things to spill here. The first one I've got, uh, Mello in Houston. What what's what's going on over there? What do you what are you thinking? So apparently, Mello. Not that Mello wants out, but I think Houston wants out of Mello. I think. Uh, uh, League officials and team officials are all saying that Melo has probably played his last game as Houston Rocket. And now teams such as, say, the 76ers are kicking the tires of possibly adding uh, Melo to their roster. What do you guys think? I don't want to have this debate again. No, <laughs> this one else was fine. Uh, I don't know. Situations like this, the last couple of years between OKC, the Rockets, this re- this recent. If you're familiar with Frank Ocean, the line that you need a ring like in the song Nikes is just all too appropriate. This is a guy who was like equal with LeBron when they both got considerably, arguably, oh, okay, this guy's better, this guy's better. Now there's no goddamn comparison. Like it's not even close. What he needs is he needs a reality check. He needs to realize he's a bench player and he needs to be on a, on a proper team because trying to be the star player is screwing up the teams that he's on it's not putting him on the on the right teams that he should be on i mean this guy could be killing it as like you know a six man or something on i don't know if we go with philly philly but i know he's going to want to start and that ain't what the process is about it's about moving forwards not backwards so can i can i retroactively win jay versus dre if he joins the sixers and brings him down if can if- i Melo joins the Sixers, 100% point goes to Jay, 100%. But did you also hear about uh, T-Mac saying, uh, outwardly saying to Melo, like, you should hang it up. You know, you got really nothing else left and you can't 
go out like this and you should probably hang it up. I don't I, I, like that's a little harsh to say. I think Mel still has some game, but he definitely needs, like you said, Dre, he definitely needs a reality check. He has to come off the bench. He has to be that that guy who sits in a corner and drains three. That's that's what his game is now. He doesn't play any defense. He doesn't rebound. He can't dribble, but he can shoot and he should do and that. You know, and I think if there's someone that he should be looking up to, it's Vince Carter. Yeah, Vince Carter is what forty one now. Um, he transformed his game, right? He he realized, you know what? I'm not the star anymore, but I still want to play. Uh, I will play some hard defense, which is not what I'm known for. I will drain the occasional three if you need me to. I will do whatever the team needs me to, and I'll even do it in Atlanta. Like that is the kind of mentality that that Melo needs, and it'll help prolong his career. Otherwise, just start packing your bags and get your passport ready because you're going to China. <laughs> Ouch. Well, there's it's funny you bring up Carter because I thought you were gonna go a different route. I was like, yes, yes. Oh, well, Carter works too. Reality who you check. Thinking? Uh who was drafted that year? Well, there was obviously LeBron, but there were two other notable people. There was Bosch and there was Wade. Bosch obviously we're not gonna bring up because like his career got derailed for a different reasons. Look at Wade. He's calling a quits this year, but he's going out with a bang. He went back home. He's clearly not the focal point of the heat anymore, but he just said, you know what? I'm just going to ride it out. I'm just going to be there for the team, do what I what I need to do, and this is my final year. That's what I got to do. Carmelo trying to be what LeBron is, and, and here's the thing. Nobody is LeBron. Like It's absolutely insane that he's dragging teams with his back ankle 18 years in the league. Like what he did last year with Cleveland. Like you shouldn't be doing that. That's unheard of. This is a guy who's about to, unless he already did, about to pass Will Chamberlain on top points ever. That's not you, Carmelo. I'm sorry. You might have the most gold medals in the Olympics, but why? Because you were a role. You were a role performer there, and that's why you need to be here. Uh, also, if you want to be happy, uh, Minnesota just beat New Orleans. Uh, just a quick clarification. Um, yes, uh, LeBron is about to pass Will Chamberlain for fourth place on the all-time scoring list, uh, yes. and he should be passing Jordan by around about January. But yeah, it's funny you bring up LeBron because he is known for just being superhuman and not getting injured. Uh, meanwhile, you've got players getting injured, I feel like, at a higher rate now. Um, and last night, we experienced a very gruesome um, injury uh, with uh, Chris Levert. Um, he, I, I'll admit, I still have not watched the video. I, I choose not to. Um, I, I made the mistake of watching Gordon Hayward's uh, injury last season, and I chose not to do the same this time because I heard it was... Fairly similar. Did you guys uh, happen to catch it? I did. I, f- I for sure did. And I remember messaging you saying it's quite Howard-esque uh, or Hayward-esque. And, but the thing is, luckily, and good news is that it wasn't anything broken. It Apparently, it was a uh, dislocation of his ankle or his foot or something. Uh, so he doesn't need surgery. And apparently, he's aiming to come back this year. So normally when you see uh, in, an injury, a gruesome injury like that, such as Hayward and Paul George, even a, uh, that kid from Louisville too uh, in, in the NCAA, like when you, when you see oh. that, oh yeah, you know, when you see those kind of injuries, you're just like, you feel really bad. You'd never want to see someone go down um, with it's such a gruesome injury, but, and hardly do you hear that 
that news of you know what he can actually come back this year um, yeah, uh, yeah even even a break or or a dislocation is a lot you know it's not better but it, worst case scenario it's, it's not as bad as like an acl tear so you can still come back within a year um so this is good news of all you know from the bad and uh he, like caress lavert is is basically brooklyn's top scorer top player and he was all-star level he was playing all-star level game they really needed him and uh this kind of came at a really bad time um but you know the good news he may come back this year i think the best tweet i saw out of this once that news was announced that he could actually come back this season is uh, someone just tweeted uh crisis laverted <laughs> i was like that's solid solid Coming from a guy who like loves puns too. It's I love the puns that that so struck good. a chord with me. <laughs> but yeah, Which, no. That's... Uh, speaking of puns, uh, yeah, the last week's episode. Um, what was it? The the surge of power, power surge. Power surge. Power yeah, surge. Yeah, uh, I've got to give kudos. Apparently, that was my sister who tweeted that. So uh, yes, thank you for the inspiration. Uh, we nice. will. Yeah, we will take puns wherever we get them. So thank you because we're uh, shout out to players uh, too, man. Uh, we're called. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, do we have any more TJ? I'm going to say no. I, I'm sure I'll think of something. Can I spill any more T Mac? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on to the upcoming schedule. So, what we got next? I know that we got Boston, Boston. Uh, coming up on Friday. And then, what else do we got next? It's actually a back to back. So, oh, Saturday. We, we are, the, the Raptors only have uh, their longest road trips of the year are only four games, which is great. I think the NBA has done a great job of making sure that teams are not overly tired. So this is the second of three four-game road trips that we have. So after this, like it's we've got one more in December, and that's it for like long road trips. And that's not even long if you think about it. Uh, but yeah, we are in Boston uh, on Friday, and it'll yeah, be interesting to see like a walk in the park afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, while it is a back-to-back, I mean, we do have the Chicago Bulls right after. And I wrote this in my, my weekly article. I mean, the Bulls are already missing, you know, Markinen and Dunn. And, like, they're missing four key players. And it's like they're already a really crappy team. So, I mean, the Nurse can go balls to the wall on on friday against the celtics um and then rest whoever he wants for the bulls game the on saturday five will still win by <laughs> it's and, a lorenzo but... brown game <laughs> after this game on on friday this this celtics round two um a matchup we've got a fairly easy schedule to play with right so uh, yeah uh included in that magic hawks uh is is that they are back-to-backs but again it's the magic and it's the hawks like it's terrence ross and vince carter i mean that's that's what we're facing on back-to-back nights to end oh, off this road no, trip. i'm shaking in my boot <laughs> okay i'm gonna knock on wood right now because if we end up losing those that's all on me i'm gonna revert back to jay versus dre point if, if we'd lose any of those games <laughs> no, i will say that i feel like I, I jinxed things a bit when in my article because um it came out on monday morning and i remember pointing out that you know, we're going to face the Pelicans tonight, and um, I don't know why this is the case, but Anthony Davis's career numbers, if you look at his splits against every single team in the NBA, his worst, by far, is the Raptors. He has his oh. lowest lowest points, lowest rebounds, lowest shooting percentage. He plays like crap against the Raptors. So I totally jinxed it by, saying, by bringing up those stats because he totally went 
crazy on us on but Monday. It, but if you think about it, every single time that we did play the, the Pelicans or Anthony Davis, all the years before, prior to uh, joining this? DeMarcus Cousins, he was yeah. injured most of the time. And then when you played with DeMarcus Cousins, it had to be with DeMarcus Cousins, right? So this is the mm. first time, the first real time we got a glimpse of Anthony Davis, the real MVP of Anthony Davis. So I wasn't really surprised uh, to, see, to see that kind of performance because he's actually never really, quote unquote, played against us if you think about it Celtics is going to be a tough one but you got basically uh Levine and Terrence Ross and Vince Carter and the like Dwight Howard so if if there is ever a chance to bounce back it 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 is now it is now for sure yeah which speaking of bouncing back uh here's a surprising one for you the Utah Jazz are down 61 to 102 with the Dallas Mavericks in the lead who would have thought what yeah. They're down by 40 points. <laughs> to the Mavericks. And I'm saying this as a Mavericks fan, but like they're they're not looking too hot this year. This is great. Wow. You know, uh, you know you're talking about Anthony Davis. You know, he's a great center, but you know he's an even better JaVel McGee. Shackling a fool, president, CEO, and CFO. And currently tied with Block's leader in the in the NBA. He's dope. He's playing right now. I'm watching him. They're up by five. Let's do this, Javel. Let's do this. And my fantasy team continues to thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, is he honest? You better believe it. I, 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 I seem to forget literally everybody that's on your fantasy team, but I feel like every time you bring it no, up, No, 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 like, it's fine. Are, it's are totally these players understandable. that I know that are on your team? I don't know. <laughs> it's totally understandable only because I think the, the, the adage is that no one cares about your fantasy team. I don't, I don't mean that. In a, it's true. Like, all we care about is our own fantasy team. I, on the other hand, actually care about other people's fantasy teams. Uh, I do this like power rankings with my with one of my fantasy leagues. It's pretty cool, but like it takes a bit of time. But yeah, I honestly do care. So if any of you listeners, you have any, if you want to talk about your fantasy team, feel free to throw it our way because I'll I'll happily provide my uh, my my insight to your team. Maybe one day we could, one of these episodes we could have like an in depth fantasy talk or something halfway through the season. See if you should pick up somebody or drop somebody. Yeah. You know, we should we should yeah. talk about that. But until then, uh, Andreas, where can we find you, brother? You can find me and all of us crying in a corner, or you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Andreas Babs. And let's hope we get some dubs coming our way. Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Rosalesaurus. R O S A L E S A U R U S. You can find me on Raptors HQ, a weekly article looking at uh, the, the games of the week. Uh, it comes out every Monday. I think it's at 9 o'clock in the morning. Um, and I believe next week I'm on uh, the HQ roundtable where we're going to... It's basically Raps HQ's version of Spill the Tea. And uh, we'll see what, we, what, what topics we'll be tackling uh, next Wednesday. Beauty. Uh, and you can find me, uh, JLone20, on Twitter. You can find this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Google Play, Stitcher. Um, send us your tweets. Send us your comments. Leave us reviews and everything. We might have a Q&A session. It might be a little bit of a twist. So send in your questions. Send in your remarks. Anything so we can um, connect with all you know the Raptor fanatics out there. Um, Dre, uh, I'll be there in the corner with you, brother. So <laughs> hopefully we'll talk to you guys sooner, right? Later. And that's a wrap. That is a wrap. Get your shit together, Mellow. <laughs> Later.